Seattle Kraken 3-2 in overtime. And the Rangers didn't deserve to earn the two points. They really didn't. It's not as if they played terribly, but it was a very uninspiring effort. I thought Igor Shosturkin was really strong and, a ma- and really a main reason why the Rangers got a point. The Rangers did tie it up late to get the point. So just from that angle, like could have been worse. And, I mean, the Seattle Kraken have had a pretty good start to the season. So, you know, in looking at this trip, I would say, you know, Seattle, one could even argue that they're the toughest matchup, but like Anaheim and San Jose are definitely on the lower tier and Seattle and the Kings are uh, the better teams that the Rangers will be facing. And both teams have been pretty hot. So you get one point at Seattle, but I'm not looking to take an optimistic outlook on on this. The Rangers look like the slower team and they're really not a very fast team. Uh, Jordan Gallant's usage in overtime is mind-boggling. It is. And it goes well beyond that. And look, the kids did not have a good game. The kids did not have a good game. Let me make that totally clear. But to have Goodrow, VZ, and Truba out at the same time, out at all, I mean, I guess in the case of Truba, you're lacking defenseman choices in overtime as that's just the Ranger roster right now. But that's just crazy to me. I mean, the overtime is basically a skills competition. Like, you kind of have to throw out the window what had happened to regulation. And really, that's what you're going to do. So, I mean, with Gallant, he's been frustrating as well. He's insistent on using the top guys. And they weren't great. In his defense, the kids weren't great. There was a heavy usage of the top six tonight. Top six played a lot. I mean, hell, even get, I mean, Julian Goche, even get him out there in overtime. Julian Goche, it's funny, he doesn't play much. He only played seven minutes tonight. And he drew two penalties, including he drew the penalty late in the game. And mind you, that, that wasn't easy to do. He kind of was on the bench for a long part of the game. He drew a key penalty that led to the Ranger tying goal. Like, even get him out there if you're just looking for, for some speed. But it's just, like I said, uninspiring. Braden Schneider was not good tonight. Uh, the Hayek-Schneider pair was not good. What hasn't been spoken about enough is Keandre Miller has had a bad start to the season. Rangers are 8-6-4 right now. We're through 20 games. The Rangers are 8-6-4. It's another loss in the extra session. They're 1-3 they're in OT in the 3-on-3, three three, and they're 0-1 in the shootout. I know that that's a bit fluky, but still, they're just not finding ways to get it done. And you did get the point which you can't lose sight of that. And I've complained about the Rangers not being able to tie, you know, maybe like get that clutch goal. And they got it. Trocek got it. Uh, so there's that. And the Rangers power play does go two for four. The, the special teams was good, but the five on five offensive production just is not there. Simply put, it's not there. And that's a problem. And look, Shesterkin's finding his form. It would be really picky to to question any of the goals. You know, the overtime goal, you know, Eager would probably like to have it back, but it wasn't a bad goal by any means. I wouldn't call it bad. But, you know, if you hold Igor to the high standard, you'd have expected him to make that save. But that's just, that's not even fair. I mean, Chisirkin really was the reason why the Rangers even got this overtime. The Kraken, I felt like, were the better team. You have another situation in this game where, and it was the second period, which has been frequent, where the, the Kraken absolutely dominated the Rangers in the second. And, and 
I thought the shots were misleading in the first. 14 to 6 ranges in the first. Eh. A little misleading for me. It was a good and look, good enough. But the second period, they got out shot 16 to 5. And that showed. And that showed, and the Rangers third period was better. But the Kraken have a lot more team speed. The Rangers are probably one of the slower teams in, in hockey. Uh, I, I At least that's how I've seen it so far. But it was the same lineup. We'll see what they do against the Sharks. I'm always kind of waiting to see Zach Jones replace Hayek. It might finally happen now. I, I could see that. Kraftsov is still working his way back in there. Like, don't be surprised if there might be a couple of tweaks heading into next game. What they'll be, I'm not I'm not certain, right? I mean, Gallant cares to a small degree about certain things. Like, I know just off the top of my head, Ryan Carpenter, you know, used to be on the San Jose Sharks. I don't think he's factoring things in that deeply, but it, it makes you think. But, yeah, Rangers lose 3-2 to two to the Kraken in overtime. Let's discuss it a little more in detail. And, you know, the first period really was not, I felt like the Kraken, even though they were outshot a lot, just seemed like the fresher team. Morgan Geeky hooks Julian Gauthier at 323. The Rangers' power play is unsuccessful, but I should have mentioned first, before that, that the Kraken took the early lead. At 245, Jared McCann scores his sixth goal of the season from Morgan and Eberle. And this was a deflection that squeaked by Shesterkin and Schneider with a not-so-good turnover that led to this. So it was the kid line plus Hayek-Schneider pair that was on for this goal. It's one of them cracking. The Rangers were unsuccessful on that geeky hooking penalty, but then Goodrow is hooked by Brandon Tanev at 14 3 and the Rangers do score on this power play. It's Zabanajad, his 10th goal of the season, and it's assisted by Kreider and Trocek. So the Rangers tied up at 1. Second period was all cracking. And they had all three power plays in the second period as well. Too many men on the ice at 402. Uh Sammy Blay, I guess you could say, was the partially the reason, but it's all blame also probably goes to the person that jumped on. But the Rangers penalty kill was really good. Trocha took a penalty at 854. And then Artemi Panarin uh tripping at 1607. Artemi Panarin has not been great lately. You know, Panarin got off to a really scorching hot start, and Panarin, I don't love his game at all. There's been turnovers. It's just defensively it hasn't been great. So Artemi really needs to pick it up because he's been pretty bad lately, if we're being honest. Uh, so the Rangers, but Igor was really good. Really, really good second period, and, and so it stays tied one. And in the third, Rangers get a power play with a chance to maybe take the lead. Carson Soucy elbows Adam Fox uh, at, at 7.03 in the third period. But... The Ranger power play, really not not sharp. Not good at all. And right after that, the Kraken take the lead. It's Justin Schultz. It would be his first goal of the game, his second goal of the season from Burakovsky and Schwartz. So this was a play. I believe there might have been a heel turnover. It was a shot. You know, kind of the, the puck had eyes a little bit. Actually, no, that's not true. It went off of Braden Schneider. So Schneider was a minus two. It, it was kind of karma for what was a really bad power play, even though... You know, the Rangers did, both their goals were on the power play, but the Kraken take a 2-1 lead. But, give credit, and the Rangers killed up a penalty too. Zabanajad tripped Barakovsky at 12:41, and the Rangers' PK did a nice job. Kept the game at 2-1 against Shesterkin was a big reason for that. And then at 17:04, Gauthier, who, like I said, did not play much at all, it was, it draws a second penalty of the night, and 
again, there's really value to that. I, I mean, maybe I'm just grasping at straws here because I, I'm aware of the fact that, you know, Julian Gauthier is not a really a dependable NHL player in, in the defensive zone. And he's not someone that has really finishing ability. But he gets this, this range of power play and it ends up being a six on four as the Rangers pull the goalie and it works. It does work. I find it interesting and not surprising that Barkley Goodrow was the extra guy on... I guess it kind of was beneficial, that move. Trocek scores. It's a sixth goal of the season from Goodrow. I guess it might have went off him and Fox. It was a shot by Adam Fox, and Trocek buries it. So with less than two minutes left, the Rangers tied up. And that was big. Look, the Rangers get a point. As negative as I want to be, it's a big point to get. It really is. Uh, like, like I said, at the Kraken... It, you know, as the season progresses, it might turn out that Seattle isn't a very good team. But, you know, Western Conference is not very strong. So, yeah, and especially the Pacific Division is not very strong. So I could see the Seattle Kraken making the playoffs. I really could as we speak now. So the Rangers tied up. We go to overtime, and it's the, it's the usual Gallant stuff. You know, Zabanajad, Crowder, Fox. But really what bugged me, again, was VZ, Goodrow, and... Uh, and Truba, that, that, that's just insane to me. Hedl would eventually get on the ice when the game was lost. He really didn't play much of a role in the goal, but he was on. But yeah, you didn't see Kaka, you didn't see Lafreniere. And, and it's disappointing. We can talk about that. I mean, I mean Lafreniere, I want to see a lot more from him. I really do. And is it is it a developmental issue on the Rangers' side? Is it a Lafreniere thing? It's probably a combination of both. Kako had a breakaway. Was he able to convert? You know, you want to score on those. But... The Rangers do eventually lose in overtime, and this was, you know, Keandre Miller kind of doing some poke checking unsuccessfully again with Keandre. It's just been not good, and it's not just the Truba thing, right? It'd be easy to just blame Truba. It's not just the Truba thing. Keandre Miller, who there was a lot of high hopes for, had a pretty good preseason, just hasn't been very good, and it's Schultz again. So the defenseman Justin Schultz scores the game winner, second of the game, third of the season from Eberle and done. So, you know, at this point, it was kind of a back and forth. I mean, it, it wasn't like it was an overtime dominated by the Kraken, but I was thinking to myself, yeah, it is, I would probably prefer the shootout. I mean, Igor was pretty locked in, and that would have been close too, but I, I feel like the Kraken aren't, you know, filled with tons of top-end skill, but the shootout is very fluky, but I was kind of hoping for the shootout. doesn't get there. The Kraken win at 3-2. So the Rangers get a point. I didn't think they deserved to win. I think that they got... The result was kind of what they deserved. And so now they will take on a Sharks team that just lost to Detroit. And look, David Quinn coaching against the Rangers. They beat the Rangers earlier in the season. Uh, in a game in which the Rangers should be embarrassed. That, that third period was really embarrassing. Totally embarrassing, and the Rangers ended up, you know, they were lucky to get a point in that game when you think about it. I mean, they should have really easily won that game. San Jose is not a very good hockey team, but hey, they're better. If, if we're doing pure rankings, and it's a little silly, but in terms of the four teams the Rangers are facing, San Jose is, I would say, a notch better than Anaheim. And, and we kind of saw that at the games in MSG. So San Jose, while not good, Anaheim is really the one. And that, that, look, that's not a second game of a back-to-back -back after playing the Kings. So that that throws a wrench into that. And, and you got to figure, I mean, Halak will definitely start one of those games. Either way, you got to get two points against the Sharks, even if, uh, even as I'm saying 
you know, Anaheim's worse than San Jose. The point is, San Jose is still one of the worst teams in the NHL. In fact, they're one six and three at home, and that, that's that is incredibly bad. One six and three at home is is almost uncanny. They have one win and nine losses at home. The Rangers got you know got to win that game. They, they're you know let it be one of those games. The Rangers put up you know five six goals. Because that's the thing that, that bothers me too. Very feast or famine. The Rangers score the goals in bunches. And when, and when that's not happening, it's not like, oh, three goals here, four goals there. No, it's, you know, they're getting two at most. And those are usually power play goals. So Rangers are not scoring enough goals. And that blame, and that falls, that blame is all around. All around. Uh, it's the top guys. It's the depth guy. Whoever you want to say. But it needs to get better. The Rangers, they're, they're looking to find their game. It's not there yet. I'll let you know when it's there. It is it is not there yet. So I, I hope that by the end of this West Coast trip, they can find, you know, they can find their game. You know, I was looking for five to six points. Still get that. You know, really, how, what I'm looking for here in these next three games is to win two out of three. Win two out of three in the next, you know, here. And I think the way to do it is you beat San Jose. And, you know, I, I could see, I could very well see a loss at the Kings, kind of the way that's got to happen. And this isn't asking for much is you beat the Sharks, you beat the Ducks and, and you lose to the Kings. It's acceptable. Uh, and, but it goes so far beyond that. I just want to see them playing better. They don't look very good. They don't look like a team that is anywhere near locked to make the playoffs. They really need to, to get better. The good thing is, is Igor is after a slow start for Shesterk and he's finding his game. And so that's a good sign, but it's still not really leading to wins uh, a whole lot. So Rangers lose it 3-2 in overtime, and they will head to San Jose and look for better success there.